Welcome to B-Movie Breakdown, episode number 278. Wow, that's a lot of episodes. We're almost to episode 300. We better have something spectacular. 278? Yeah. Like, that's it's still like 20 weeks away. That's yeah. almost 378. That's a long time. Yeah, it's almost there 378, according to there Pat. Might not, there might not be a world in 20 weeks. This no, is, don't say that. <laughs> this, this is true. There, there might like not, not be, a, but... There might not be, but there probably will be. Knock on wood. I'll give well, it. I mean, I'll give it ninety ten. The Earth will still. The Earth. The Earth will still orbit the Sun. Well, it, that's what I was going for. I was going question. for the Earth crashing into the Sun. That's that's the reason I was going for. I don't know what reasons you were talking about, but that's the reasons I was going for. Uh, but this is the B Movie Breakdown. It's a weekly podcast where you find the humor and enjoyment in awesome and awesomely bad films of the past and present, home of the good, the bad, the what the fuck. Each week's movie is revealed on the prior episode, so you two can join in on the madness, so stick around to the very end, and we'll tell you what next week's movie is going to be, so you can watch it before you listen. Uh, You may notice that the sound quality is a little bit less than usual, and that's okay, because we're doing this uh, from our social distancing uh, places, which is our homes, and uh, we're not leaving those homes to do this podcast. We're doing this via Skype. So if you notice a, a little bit dip of uh, of the audio lately, it's because we are uh, doing it via Skype during this uh, global pandemic. Whoop, whoop. Remember? <laughs> whoop, whoop, the pandemic. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Remember, oh remember when, we were, uh, when we were at C2E2, oh just, just before the pandemic got real serious, um, we yeah, were at C2E2. And we were looking at the board games, and we're like, look, at there's that Pandemic board game. Oh, they made that into a, bi- a board game? What else was it? I thought there's only been a board game. Um, maybe I'm thinking of something else. There's a phone game where, like, you you create a disease like this, and you have <laughs> the point is you have to destroy the world. <laughs> and okay. it'll spread throughout countries and continents and stuff. Yeah, I, I don't thought, like that. Maybe it's Not called fan. something else. Yeah, I don't, I don't... I think Pandemic is like you're dealing with it, and you got to, like, save things. <laughs> No, this is the I opposite. You have to destroy or, stuff. Or is is the video is the is the is the phone game or the board game where a pandemic is coming and in order to increase the the odds of the pandemic growing, you just like eliminate like members of your government, like people in charge of the pandemic group, and then no. you see how fast the pandemic. Or maybe spreads. in the phone game you good, create like... it, and then in the you have to go buy the board game to save it. <laughs> yeah, that's. That's the basis of that game. <laughs> you can use your microtransactions to yeah. to pay for it. This next microtransaction is bought at your local mall. Um, local no, you, mall? I don't know. I don't <laughs> leave the house. <laughs> My life hasn't changed much since uh, we've been shut up in our houses, so <laughs> I don't know where people go to buy things. <laughs> yeah, we, since we started doing this Skype thing, I've seen you more in the – This is you're talking to more human beings now. I mean, this is, yeah, this is pretty regular. I was talking to, like, five other people earlier today on here on Discord, so yeah. Holy fuck. Oh, wow. that game is called Plague, Inc. That's what it's called. Plague, Inc. Plague, Plague Incorporated. We're not plugging them. It's con- it's currently banned in China. Makes sense. <laughs> well, it makes sense. Yeah, that totally... It's not totally... game when it's going on in real life. Right, yeah. I could see why China is upset with that game. 
but aside Did from all of that, oh, oh, go okay, ahead. Yeah, well, no, no, go I don't ahead. Because I was just gonna make it worse. That's fine. Okay. Well, we won't make it worse. Uh, we'll just talk about our social media. You Ow. can follow us at B Movie Breakdown on the social media. Uh, you can find this podcast wherever you get podcasts. You can email us bmbpodcast at gmail if you have movies you want us to watch, suggestions of movies, uh, movies you made and you want us to watch, things like that. Just know we will be honest. So. Uh, we're not going to like butter it up just because you sent us a nice, lovely email. And that's a nice, lovely burp from our guest. We forgot to mention, <laughs> we do have a guest. It's not just me, Corey. It's not just Nick. It's also Pat is with us once again, sometimes friends of the friend of the show. He's back to, uh, to discuss a movie with us this week. But before we get to that movie, Nick, do you have any plugs that you want to shoot out there? Sometimes they shoot out stories about monsters, madness, and mayhem on a podcast called Weird and Feared, where you can listen to all that spooky stuff wherever you find your podcasts. And you can follow me on the social medias at Scatterville Stories, where I post illustrations and drawings and things that I am working on, that you can follow me and do that, because that's what the internet involves. Socializing with people as they do things. That's the internet. That is the internet. It's a lovely place. And the internet this week has provided us a way to watch a a now cult classic. Uh, according to IMDb trivia page for it, it is the movie has become a cult film. Really? And even from our Instagram, there were people on our Instagram when I teased that this movie would be coming up, that their them and their family watch this movie religiously. Really? Right. Yeah. Them and their family watched. It's no, watch select... it. It says watch. Watch no. this movie religiously. It's a select chunk of time. Yeah, that's that seems more correct. <laughs> when did this come out? Because I'm pretty sure I saw this movie 96. eight times, but it was eight eight different movies. 96. Well, it was eight different yep. movies. Very similar to uh, we watched re- uh, not long ago, Man of, Man of the House. Uh, another like uh, that was more of like a deadbeat dad tale than a just a divorce thing. It was like a new who's, dad scenario. But who's in that? Chevy Chase and uh, JTT. Oh, I remember that one. I remember that. And they have some really cool Native American rain dances. In I it. remember that as well. He's like in the uh, like or whatever. It's like a Boy Scout thing, but it's uh, yeah. We actually found out that that like was a uh, still kind of a thing ish, and. Uh, originated from the midwest area so that was interesting little tidbit but that has nothing to do with this week's uh movie because this week we're watching the 1996 cult classic house arrest it's the best of the worst So, concerning this lovely movie, House Arrest, yeah, can you can, just, you, can you believe, can you yeah. believe this movie, while it takes place in the town of Defiance, Ohio, which is a real town. Oh, is it? It is a real town. But the town of Chargrin Falls, Ohio, actually doubled for it. Oh, really? Who gives why? a shit? Why? But why? Why wouldn't they just place it in that town? Why did it have to be Defiance, Ohio? They didn't sell any of the movie there. Because Defiance was the whole theme of the movie. 
But yeah. But, but that. But why not just film it in Defiance, Ohio? It's almost it like pro- the. It, it's Char- almost like the. Char- it's almost like the USA or whatever town you made probably had cheaper film rights. I they, only say, filmed, they only filmed the exteriors in this town. They didn't film anything actually in this town. The rest of it was all on the well, like had, a studio they had, lot. They had a house they could film. I I'm gonna think sorry. Defiance wasn't as like visually pleasing. Maybe it wasn't like aesthetically pleasing as much. It's almost Defiance like, is ugly. It's almost like the thing <laughs> with like with like the animals in movies where they're like it's like oh Pongo the dog played by Jimmy the dog. <laughs> yeah, because Jimmy's Jimmy's an actor, and in that film he's Pongo. Yeah, I, well, that's you. not the same. <laughs> that's not the sad, same at all. Sadly, I could not find the names of the animals, uh, the real names of the animals in this movie. Uh, how about I'm heartbroken. You that one find snake's it. name was Poor Snake. He was mistreated. I didn't like no, the way the they... snake's name was Spot. Spot was mistreated for sure, dude. That was and, rough. And the dog's name was Cosmo. He was cute. Cosmo was good. I liked Cosmo. I remember that. He was uh, uh, Grover was so upset that uh, Cosmo was brought to the house. I don't. I feel like that's the least of his worries in this scenario. <laughs> when he got upset, it was he? A lot of times, I thought he was going to have a panic attack. That kid acted like I thought he was going to break down. I thought it was going to get really serious a lot of well, times. Well, what 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 it is when he's having those meltdowns and those breakdowns? It's it's the it's the ringleader of an organization losing control. <laughs> he's the ringleader here. He's the ringleader of this crime, and he's l- slowly losing his mind and losing control because the people he has surrounded with and his crew are delinquents. They don't know how to properly work together to c- accomplish this task of kidnapping, and he's slowly losing his mind, not only with his, uh, his crew, but with his, uh, you know, his detainees. Yeah. Is he, I mean- is he the... The president of this group, you could say? He is the president of this group. And he surrounded himself with incompetent people? It's partially his fault. Actually, it's all his fault, though. It is 100% his fault. Like, like... 110%. He takes, takes, in the very beginning of the movie, he takes full credit while wearing his cool earring that he... That earring, too. That earring... that earring is only in the Hawaiian shots, correct? Yeah, because he became so cool after kidnapping his parents and other kids' parents. He but, became so <laughs> cool that he was like, now I wear sunglasses, I have an earring, and I don't tuck earring. my shirt in there anymore. No, he doesn't tuck his shirt in, which was a good style choice. The earring was a two steps back, the shirt was one step forward. But uh, does, do they address the earring? Because it's like... No, right away. Just, first, he's just cooler now. You just notice it. You're like, what? You're like a pirate of the Caribbean. A gold hoop earring. It's just a straight yeah. hoop. Hawaii isn't in the Caribbean, by the way. Well, I know, but I'm, I'm <laughs> saying <laughs> he's reflecting the image of a pirate of the Caribbean with that gold hoop earring. I don't think that was a thing. In the 90s, gold yes, earrings for men. Yes, it totally was. 110 percent. 100 earrings, but I don't know about gold. Yes, gold hoop, like a gold, small gold hoop, very in style. Uh, if anybody else here, like obviously weeks have passed since the craze of Tiger King has come and gone, but um, if anybody else watched it, the, the one man Joe <laughs> Exotic has a gold uh hoop on his eyebrow that is like sl- barely hanging on it's pretty gross yeah, but, how but uh that guy he was he, he probably probably. got it in the 90s when it yeah, was probably was fucking it's 40 or 50 but no but no grover was no captain ron he was not traveling the high seas 
uh, with his uh, with his cool shades and his cool earring. But I did appreciate that he that he did get so cool after um, you know being the ringleader of this of this kidnapping because this movie is beyond fucked up. It's beyond fucked up. Uh, it's, it's beyond fucked up. It, it's really ridiculous. Ch- children go to such extremes to kidnap their parents. They want. They know their parents are being stupid. Gonna 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 make them not gonna let not let them eat food. They're <laughs> yeah, fucking they're, ruthless they're criminals. <laughs> this is ruthless kidnapping. Well, I'm not, we're not gonna feed you. You're gonna have to drink out of the toilet. It's some guerrilla warfare shit for sure. If you it's poop, really ridiculous. If you can't flush. You're gonna have to smoke poop the rest of the time. Well, maybe it's if their so, parents it's so had funny. their shit together. If they had their shit together, they wouldn't have to do this. Be adults and talk shit out. I can't help that what their parents have going on. And like um, Brooke's mom, she, what was going on there? We don't even get a yeah. That was strange. That no, she was just a weird. I dress like my daughter, and I want to be not yeah, she just mom. She's younger. She, she just thinks she's younger than she is and wants to be cool, mom. She creeps me but, out sometimes. Just acting so young, like she acted younger than her daughter. I felt sometimes. I mean, she just acted like a clueless bimbo, which could be there's, any age. There's the, really there's, there's a time where she's jumping on the uh, the trampoline, just careless and free. And I was like, oh, this is this is kind of weird. <laughs> she was more like a grade schooler than a high schooler. I thought it was kind of creeping me out a lot of times. I mean, she was not normal. That's true. No, she wasn't normal. It, at least she wasn't like a stripper or something. That's what I assumed. That's what I thought she was going to be when she was talking about being an entertainer later. Yeah. No, she's a dental hygienist, and then she, later on she goes and does like poetry slams. Yeah, that makes sense. That's what people didn't, do. Didn't her daughter say she was a waitress? She uh-huh. was a waitress at a coffee place that had like performance art in yes. between. And so she would go on stage in between her uh, her like shift breaks. Yeah, so she'd read some poetry and then she goes schlep some coffee. Oh yeah, she was, she kind of creeped me out at first when I said I was like, oh yeah, she's a babe, and then I was like, oh she's kind of. I mean, she is me. though. It's it's Jennifer. I know Spillick, she is, but then she was she was creeping me out later. Yeah, she's a little creepy, but it's okay. She gets dressed up in a nice little dress. She has no resolution. There's no like, there's no like. She kind of like matured though, which was weird. Like yeah, she she started smoking no, again. No, really? That yeah, like smoking was like that makes you mature now. I, that was strange. Um, I mean, like look at Louise. She was very mature and she smoked cigarettes like no other. Yeah, but then she stopped smoking. She well, she was forced to stop smoking. She digressed. Now she's gonna act like a little kid. Yeah, that's a th- that's a very '90s thing too. Is uh, people smoking in the house number one and two with kids around smoking, well, smoking in the house getting kids. Re- Ready to go to school. People not smoking inside is only a recent thing, really. Oh, I'd say not that recent. I mean, that's a way more 90s thing. I'd say in the 2000s, people were stopped doing it. You don't think so? <laughs> no. I, I don't know. I, th- I no. think so. <laughs> no. No. I mean, I know people now that don't have any kids that still don't smoke inside. They smoke well, outside. Because it's, it's just because you don't smoke indoors anywhere now. Like, we've been reconditioned. Oh, I'm talking so about in their own, own yeah. Right, and oh, he's saying the same thing though. Like people yeah. have just been reconditioned to like they're just so used to not smoking indoors anywhere that they're just they've adopted it to their own homes as well. And, yeah. and they realize maybe I don't want my house to smell terrible if I want to like you know not live here anymore. Because yeah. the the cigarette smoke is just everywhere. Oh yeah, right, yeah. You're gonna have a hard time selling your house and things like that. Terrible. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
But I don't think that uh, Louise and uh, her husband, I, I don't recall that man's name. Um, um, Negus. Was, He's the Grand Negus. Jimmy. No. He's the Grand Teddy. Negus Zach. No, Vic. Victor. Vic, I was so Victor wrong. Finley. There's too many people. Yeah, uh, Vic. Played by the he great Wall. Played by the great Wallace Shawn. I mean, the guy. Right. He's uh, he's famous from you know, um, Princess Dark Bride. Face nine. Princess yeah, Bride. He's Clueless. The Grand uh, Toy exact- Toy yeah. Story. Uh, also, Grand ne- Greg Grand Negus Zach. Oh my God. There you go. Uh, Zach. Star Trek That's- Nine. Star, Star Trek, Trek 9. Nine, yes, that's what yeah. it's from. Star Trek Star 9. Star Trek 9. You're an idiot. <laughs> How dare you disrespect the Grand Negus. It's a space station that under on, Cardassian man. rule. It's a space station that under Cardassian rule was called Terak Noor. All right? Uh, Jesus. The Cardassians, they're the worst. I mean, they're all right. They have a lot going on. I mean, I guess. But it's the like man. The, the man... Nazis are all right. They got a lot going on. <laughs> Well, the man Cardassia is, uh, at least had an uprising, a good political uprising. The man is an iconic actor, though. Like, his voice especially, because he does a lot of voice work in, obviously, Toy Story. But, like, uh, I mean, the list goes on and on. He's in so many he's in so many movies as a voice actor, but then also, uh, obviously, uh, on screen as well. Uh, I think most people do know him from, most likely, Princess Bride and uh clueless there is he was the teacher and i think he played the teacher on the tv show of clueless as well so i think he, he continued conti- continued that role there uh but also he uh his kid in the movie which was uh, named matt you can you can you even try to guess what that actor's real name is it's impossible nobody would ever guess this name i would never guess but i'm looking at it right now yeah i would never guess that <laughs> How is that your real name? <laughs> this this kid's real name was Mookie Arizona. Oh, he's only been in two movies. You know what the other movie was? Camp fucking nowhere. Wow, dude. What happened to Mookie? Mookie Arizona. What the fuck is going on there? I don't have any words. Mookie Arizona. Mookie <laughs> Arizona. That's like so like... Were they inspired by raising Arizona? Because it just seems like were they just those like, parents would name their kid Mookie too. It sounds like the most made-up name ever. Mookie I mean, Arizona. It doesn't even sound real. It's like a name for a old-timey gangster. <laughs> yeah, my name's Mookie. See, <laughs> Mookie. It's Mookie Arizona. They call me Mookie. Mookie Arizona. Yo, who is they? Oh, my parents. It's on my birth certificate. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. <laughs> that's, that's surprising. That's <laughs> Maybe that's why you got out of acting. <laughs> what is, yeah, Mookie? What's that short for? Muko? I don't know what that's no, short for. It's just Mookie. <laughs> like Michael. Muko. <laughs> Muko. Okay. <laughs> How much whiskey have you been drinking? No kidding. <laughs> it's just—it's from the old country, all right. Oh, Google. okay. It's an old name. It make that makes sense to me now. Uh, real Google quick, Gustav Arizona. <laughs> while while we were talking about the beginning of this movie with uh, good old Grover, our uh, our ringleader of all this, in the beginning, you know they're showing the parents their wedding uh, video and their honeymoon and. By uh, the but for one, 
Who's filming all this? Who is filming? That's what I wrote down. Who's Just filming Mom and Dad? The videographer. They're w- on their honeymoon. At, at the buying of their first house? No. Yeah. No. The They're only like one, like the only one that made sense was when they were She's delivering the baby. Yes, that the one nurse took over. Yeah. And then later, mom walks away from the camera while they're filming each other. But it before that, one of their one of their parents. They could have had a the camera there. I think in, is there even like dating scenes, like when they meet and stuff that they're doing that? No, it starts out at the wedding. Starts off the wedding. But so the that makes sense. Doesn't make sense. Makes, when the they wedding buy makes house, sense. Doesn't make sense. Nope. No. Just give the camera to a hula girl in Hawaii. They just film it. It's fine. But they're like, it's like they were filming like all the time. It's like, oh, they noticed they're filming. Oh, let's wave. Yeah, that that, that didn't. Yeah, there she was even like, cut it out, like cut it out, stop doing that. Yeah, yeah. And also, like, no, I'm doing this. They this got what I'm doing. buried. What? I would imagine a couple years before that. I mean, people weren't carrying around record like cameras like that back then. That wasn't a thing. No. Yeah, they were. No, they, no. but like, no. VHS recorder, you can have that. That's In like. They they probably got married. I would have said that was that was probably like 80. Yeah, yeah. The, those yeah. weren't like VHS recorders weren't a thing like that then. They they existed, but people just didn't have them. No, nobody had no, them. They if they existed, they had them. No. My, fa- <laughs> my father had one in like I'm gonna say late 80s, early 90s, and the thing literally came in a briefcase. It was huge. Yeah, huge. I don't even know what. Yeah, I don't even know what to compare it to. I mean, you like you, you put it on your shoulder. It was a big thing. It had a trigger on it. It was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah I mean, it That's, was. They, it would be like large. putting a VH, uh, a VCR on your shoulder and then having a camera on the front. That's how ridiculous they were. Yeah, I mean, I've used them. I know what they are. Yes, I also recall how big they before, were. Before yeah, that, it wasn't. It wasn't a thing. They had like the real, the real ones. That would have been the next. Can one. you find out what year they supposedly got married in? Look it up. How? I don't How think are you gonna find that? <laughs> it's not listed. <laughs> you just don't even care. <laughs> it's not listed. I'm looking at the Wikipedia page. That's where the most information of this movie is, and it's not there. See, I guess we'll never know. We'll we'll probably never know, and I but think that that's was silly. Okay. Because it was it was VHS quality too. They tried that like that simulated silly yeah. VHS quality. Let's see. How old was the? How old was those those fucking kids? They were like, like, like 14, uh, fourteen. The one kid okay. drove, so he was sixteen. Jennifer Love Hewitt was actually seventeen in that movie, which I was surprised. I would thought she was older. She's much younger than I thought. Because I would have guessed she was like in her twenties in that, and she played a younger person. <laughs> I don't know what these faces are <laughs> that I'm seeing here on Skype, but. <laughs> I, I, Jennifer I, was Hewitt, man. I, know, I was surprised to see her in that. Because I think the only thing I know her from really is, what, Charmed? She was in that show, correct? No. What's Ghost that? Whisperer. Ghost Whisperer? I'm not she's sure. A, I've never really she's watched also that in uh, can't, can't Hardly Wait. Okay. Classic. Party of Five, right? Party of Five was her, her big, uh, her big like, debut. Yeah. I then, think Party of, Party of Five probably became before um, House Arrest. Then, like, she's in movies, Really? You Before know? that? Oh, no, she's not in Party of Five. Oh, that was, I was thinking of, yeah, never mind. She was in the boss, right? Oh, no, no, wait, hold on. She was on Party of Five, but, um, That's what I thought. Hold on. 
The IMDb had it listed up at the top because it ended in 99, so they always have it by the last sure. year. Yes, um, so, yeah. so it was this movie that it was a year prior was um, Party uh, Five, and then this movie. So, but then, uh, but then, like she didn't really have like that was her her big thing was Party of Five, and then this was like the biggest probably thing of her entire career was House Arrest. And then uh, I know you did last summer and can't hardly wait and everything like that. Ghost Whisperer and Ghost Whisperer, which she was on. Well, that show was on for a very long time. Yeah, she battles evil that. spirits. Really? It was, on for, it was on for five years, 107 episodes. Oh yeah, yeah. it's a good show. It's a good show. <laughs> I don't yeah. know anything about I'm not it, saying but it's not. I would watch it just because Jennifer Love Hewitt's on there. She's also, great. Did you guys watch it to the end? Like the yeah. very end of the credits. Yes. Oh, end of the credits. Jennifer Love movie? Hewitt has a song at the end. That last song is by her. It's called "It's Good to Know I'm Alive." Because I was like shazamming a bunch of the songs. Because a lot of them are fake, just fake '90s songs. Yeah, but what a, what a, what about the um, Sesame Street song by a band called Typical? Well, that's not a fake song, but yeah, that was just a cover. But yeah, she has. A, I didn't know she sang anything at all. But she has a song at the very end credits. She performed. Awesome? She performed two songs in um, the Ghost Whisperer. Really? Yeah. No, I did not know she sang. Which I mean, she's not. She's not bad, but it's not like it doesn't stand out anyway. So that makes sense that she never pursued that any further. I think it was like she had some like music videos. Actually, she, I remember she got her start. Um, unlike like uh, Justin Timberlake and them, who were like Mickey Mouse Club kids, she was uh, on Kids Incorporated. Uh, I kind of remember that. Not really. Sounds fake. Sounds familiar. Yeah. So K- Kids Incorporated was like a Mickey Mouse Club type show, and uh, like a '90s Mickey Mouse Club type thing. Like okay, same. Was it on Disney? I think it was on Disney, but it it was um, kind of a similar thing, but it was more like a like a group of kids who sang a song at a club for kids, mm-hmm. and instead of just like Mickey Mouse Club was like a slightly different. So um, okay, I definitely seem to remember that. But she was on there as a singer, so she started as a singer. Oh, she cool. started as a singer. Well, so as a like singer, as thing. a singer on that show. Oh, all right. So. Um, we all, we also forgot, I, I can't believe I even forgot this because she was in, we, we actually on this podcast watched Jennifer Love Hewitt's film debut. It's true. Which was in the movie Munchie. Much cool. like Mookie, Arizona. Basically. <laughs> Munchie, Arizona. Oh, that movie. You watched that. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. And we watched Munchie too. This character, Munchie visually, is actually better than Munchie. Somehow. Munchie visually reminds me of a relative of mine, which is hilarious. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> See, hit by a like, bus. When I look at this character, I think of this person in my family. <laughs> oh my god! Did you say did he eat my butt? Is that what you said? No, I Munchie... did he get hit by a bus? Oh no! Is did that he because of the way he looks? Did Munchie actually get hit by a bus? <laughs> You have a family member who looks like Munchie who ate your butts? No. <laughs> I, I but thought Munchie... you said, did he eat my butt? No, but Munchie oh looks like he got ran over by a bus. He definitely does. That's why I asked. 
so he doesn't get run over. In no, but in Munchie 2, Munchie's, like, hanging out with, like, remember that council that he hung out with? Of course. Was Elvis, that... Abe Lincoln. Abe Lincoln and Elvis? There's more. Madonna? No, Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, close enough. <laughs> it was really bizarre. It was a weird... Uh, but yeah, I forgot that that uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt, she's like the the love interest of the kid in uh, in Munchie, so she's uh, that was her her film debut that we watched uh, for this podcast. But uh, back to House Arrest, I want to ask you guys if you had to pick who your favorite character was, maybe not who the favorite character. Who do you think the coolest character in this movie was? My favorite was the the rich stoner kid. Easily. He was just Easily. the silliest, and he had all the cool shit. I'd and rather he was, pick his dad. Oh, go ahead. His dad? You were just his gonna say dad's his dad? Real cool guy. Dude, his dad's I real hated cool guy. him. He was Shh. such a jerk. Shooter McGavin himself. Worst. Shooter was such an asshole. Fucking well, Donnie his... Trump. It's that name, Donnie, dude. Ah, uh, no, but yeah, TJ was his... my favorite. What was his last name? Frump. Interesting. Krupp. Oh, Krupp. Still Krupp. close. Krupp. Yeah. Um, but and his no, first name was Donald. TJ was cool. I like TJ. Yeah, TJ was, was a cool character. Yeah, he was man. a cool he metal would, punk rock cool. stoner bully. He and... became real cool once he stopped being a bully. That changed a lot yeah. of things. As a bully, it's not good. With his, no. stoner, his stoner bully gang, all those kids walked around with sunglasses on all the time because they were yeah. too fucking big. They, they, were the cool. they were all cool. But no, his, his van was awesome. I loved his van. Yes. I don't know what was on the other side. The one side was like a Viking. Um, he has this awesome shirt at one point that's like a full moon and a bunch of bats flying around. <laughs> I love that shirt. I was like fixated on that shirt. It's like yeah. in the dinner scene when they're eating dinner and they're all like. They you got to find like that shirt. Oh, God, I wish. But his battery backpack thing. What was in those bottles on the backpack? He had like bottles filled with green liquid. And they were bubbling. They were making like a bomb I mean, noise. It was it was made to catch ghosts. It was like a it was like <laughs> the sulfuric acid in the batteries or something. They were out of the batteries. Why? That's just it was weird. I guess maybe it was visually. They weird. they basically just stole that whole gimmick from Wayne's World. Yeah, I guess. But it was just like it was really weird, and that he was like the the tech guy kind of too. Oh. That reminds me, how did um, they get a live feed from upstairs down to the TV in the basement? How did that happen? Because they didn't set that idea up beforehand, before they locked their parents down there. No, Matt did it with his amazing uh, electrical wiring skills. So Matt is just a whiz and he figured out how to do that? Yeah, I do. Well, I mean, oh, all you have okay. to do is get the camera okay. and plug it into the TV and then it just kind of goes That's, through. But then how? They didn't. Get, how did they get the camera plugged into the TV while they were? Maybe they went screen? down there with their electrical little green juice machine and <laughs> uh, made them all stand in the corner while they plugged it in. Maybe we just didn't see that part. That would have been a good name for that machine, the green juice machine, because then you'd be like, "Oh, he's just gonna shoot green juice at me," and then he zaps the fuck out of you. Yeah, I would have liked to seen uh, TJ's room, what he had going on in his room. Oh, I bet it was wicked. Actually, the inside of the van was a little weird. It kind of had like a BDSM feeling to it with like the leather walls and the fucking metal studs. And I was like, what is going on in here? He had a, yeah, he had a suit of armor in there. <laughs> it was kind of strange. 
he's a rich kid. And yeah, he, he was just rich. Likes a lot of stuff. Which I'm he glad did. they they kind of covered that base. I was like, why is this kid all of this shit? And I was like, oh, he's rich. That makes sense. Yeah, but I would have liked to have seen his room instead of seeing Grover's room. Grover had a lot of weird toys. Uh, he's like, I'm this 15 year old kid in 1996, and here's my wind up trinket toys that I play with. He had that Jose Canseco cardboard cutout, and it said Canseco on the front of his jersey. What what baseball yeah. player has their name printed across the front of their jersey? The cool ones. I guess he had it, he had it on backwards. It doesn't maybe, get much cooler than that. They could have been a. They could have been like a thing that existed. Maybe after he was on Oakland, oh, he I, just I had bet like it some did. whatever. Kind of like in the Oakland style, yeah. Yeah, so they, but yeah, I, I just thought that was weird that like Grover had all these like, you know, you think he'd have this like super '90s room with all these like '90s no. toys, and he just had like these like trinket wind up toys, and he's like in his room playing with them, just like hanging out, like winding them up and watching them go. The color scheme and like the the design of the, like the walls in his room made him look like a cabin boy on like an like an 1800 ship. <laughs> it was that weird blue color. And the like, toys too. The, the toys too. Though. Like up the wall, it was so strange. I was like, "Where is he living?" And like Grover, Grover was an interesting guy before he became really cool. And like I love, he his, be- I love his name, Grover Beindorf. What a great name! Yeah. You know, agree. <laughs> uh, that that guy no. uh, who played Grover actually is in another movie called The Paper Brigade. Where it's like uh, him and some like friends have a paper route, and there's like this one, like kind of like bad guyish person they don't want to deliver to, and it's Robert England plays him, and they're trying. Nobody can ever deliver to his house, and he's this crazy old man, and it's like this really silly movie. Then Robert England is like the old man, and in that movie, his name, that kid who played Grover in this, his name is Gunther. Oh, Gunther, that's good too. Okay, that actor that played. Grover, his name's Kyle Howard. You know what I rem- remember him from? In Orange County. Yes. He plays um, Goober, Colin Hanks' buddy, his goofy stoner buddy, one of his goofy stoner buddies. I was like, oh my god, I couldn't believe it. He yeah, changed he, so much. He's one of his friends that start making out with his girlfriend after yes. the, the death of their their other friend. <laughs> They both Jesus. do, don't they? Don't they have like yeah, a weird threesome? <laughs> yeah, they're like in the shower and they're like making out. It's kind of weird. But uh, yeah, that dude, that dude, it was in a lot of stuff in the '90s. But I'll always yeah. remember remember him mainly from uh, two things: one being this movie, House Arrest, and the other being The Paper Brigade. The Paper Brigade was played all the fucking time on Disney Channel, so it was uh, it was definitely a standout for sure. Also. Uh, Nick, wasn't Robo Warriors? Is that connected to Robot Jocks at all? Maybe. Let's find out. Because I thought you had the box set. I do. But I feel like they're not in conjunction with each other. None of those movies are in conjunction with each other. They just kind of loosely go together in ways that don't make sense. Oh, I think it is a loose one because I think it's still Stuart Gordon, who recently passed away, actually, which is uh, very unfortunate. Uh, today, even as we record this, he passed away. Um, was produced was a writer or something on the on the original on the Robot Jocks, and I think that this is like in connection with that somehow. Anyways, he is in that uh, Robo Warriors. Kyle Howard is. Well, Robo Warriors might be something different. Yeah, it's uh, still says Stuart Gordon, so he's still robot, connected. Yeah, probably because I bet they reused a bunch of the robots. But there's Robot Jocks, there's Robot Wars, 
And then there was this whatever that third one was called. Robo Warriors. Not Robot, Robo. Yeah, whatever. Well, no, Robot know. Wars is a different movie. It's not what I'm yes. talking about. Right. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, there's Robo Warriors. There's also Robot Wars. There's a lot of complicated names. But <laughs> Robo, the movie he thought connect, was connected to Robo Jacks is Robot Wars. Okay. Right, okay. Not Robo Warriors. This is a no. different movie starring uh, Gunther and Grover. Kyle Howard. <laughs> Kyle Howard. Gunther Grover. He had a recurring character on um, the Drew Carey show, too, that I just remembered. It was I like re- a, a, a dumb stoner character, too, now that I see this. Yeah, I remember that, too. Yeah. Didn't he work in like in the office? He was like a mail person or something? I their, think so, yeah. Something like that at their office. Or he so. could have, maybe he worked for like their beer company, perhaps? Or they ran the beer company out of uh, wow, Drew's I garage? Per- I totally forgot that they started a, a beer company. Wow. Yeah. It's been a long but, uh, time since seen that show. Remember, I was telling you earlier, I always wanted to watch this movie when I was younger, and I never did. I have watched this movie. There's no way. I, I watched this, and I was like, I remember almost all of this movie. I must have got it a bunch of times back in the day, because there's a lot of it that I remembered. A lot of it was very like, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this scene. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, just it's it's one of those 90s divorced parents' move, divorce, because divorce was such a huge topic then. And it's such a huge thing that there's so many of these 90s kids movies where like it's either like a deadbeat dad, like a man of the house or angels in the outfield type scenario. Or there's like the divorced parents or or something going on with one of those two things in so many kids movies in the 90s. Yeah. And uh, this one I always remember came out around the same time as another movie where people are kidnapped, a movie called Carpool with Tom Arnold. Where there's a guy, a dad who is taking the like a group of kids to school in the morning, like a whole carpool of kids, and Tom Arnold is like a robs a bank and takes them hostage on this like mad chase. Doesn't he? Uh, he drives the van through like a mall at one point. Yes, and, like, flies in a mall. I remember that movie. Yeah, yeah. But that came out around the same time as this, which is like it's almost like that Deep Impact Armageddon scenario, kind yeah. of, but not really. It's like it's kind of, but not really, because it's like. They're not kidnapping the parents, it's but it's, cl- it's still not like, close enough. It's not close <laughs> enough, but it's slight. Like another kidnap kids, kids involved in a kidnapping type of weird scenario. Would you guys? Okay, you had mentioned this earlier that people watch this movie like a lot. Would you ever watch this movie ever again? No. Like, is there like you said it's a cult classic? What's so cult? Is it like a nostalgia thing? Like that's I can, it? Oh, I'm sure. I that's all I could think yeah. of. Because as a again. This is a movie made for me when I might have been 12, and I would have watched it when I was 12 maybe a bunch of times, and then never again, but then I would always have fond memories of it. Well, I never did that, so I don't really give a shit. Says the guy dressed up as Jean-Luc Picard right now. And what our, did I watch I watched Cool stuff. I watched but yeah, cool I stuff would – I, I, like, there's no redeeming quality in watching it again. Like, I didn't think it was a bad movie. I thought it was good. I liked it. The no, comment was really sad. I would never watch it again. The comment that was, uh, if this movie was not like on TV and I was like flipping through the guide or something, uh, I might turn it on just to watch a little bit of it. What a liar. Nostalgia though, I think, I think would get me there. But the comment that was left on our Instagram says, quote, my sisters and I love house arrest, love in all caps. And then, then it goes on to say, we watch it regularly. Yeah. Why though? There's no because they just, love it. Yeah, but it's I'm saying like thing. Well, right. It's not 
it's like it's it's entertaining. There's not like lines that are really good. I, I had one good line in there that I like that I wrote down. And it's when he gives the parents the Don Perignon when he has like their faux uh, honeymoon in the basement. And she goes, that's for a special occasion. And he goes, you guys are getting separated. What could be more special than that? I was cracking up. Yeah, that's like the, the only like funny, funny line in it. It, it was just their cool, swerving. Yeah. yeah, it was the cool, awkward uh, divorce party. Yeah. And, but like other than that, it's like, yeah, you watch it once and then, okay. I watched this movie quite a few times when I was younger. I didn't. I, think re- I, I don't. Didn't do, I just don't remember. I didn't Makes remember sense. much uh, much about parts of it, but I did. I did watch this movie a lot. Whenever it was on like HBO or something, I was. I would watch House Arrest. Yeah. It had Gunther from Paper Brigade, so I was super pumped on that. It had Jamie Lee Curtis, so I was obviously pumped about that because yep. like she was in so many awesome movies. And uh, then it had Shooter McGavin. I was super pumped about that. You know, have a Gilmore <laughs> connection there. Oh my god! <laughs> and he was fan. He's fantastic in this. He's he's he plays Christopher McDonald plays a great asshole. Oh yeah, I was thinking that too while watching this because man, I hated him. He was a shitbag in this. He was so mean to Mrs. Crop, and I loved how she was like smarter than him and better at her job. Well, than and he did you like the fact was. that she was going to law school, but he couldn't pay for his law school, so she dropped out and got a waitressing job to pay for his degree. What the fuck? And yeah, he goes, and then, she wanted to. Yeah. And then, what the fuck? And then after that, she never even went back. She just fucking sat home and fucking knitted. Right. Because he's always yeah. putting her down and shit. And then he's in the then he's in his office like uh, cheating on his wife. Just sticking his <laughs> yeah, like feeding, Yeah, that was really weird. That was super aggressive, the over fuck? the top candy feeding to somebody. <laughs> uh, this was another part. Um, <laughs> when. The one dad is using the bathroom, and they're singing the Battle Hymn of the Republic while cool. he's using the bathroom. Glory, glory, hallelujah. She knows yeah. the whole song yeah. at first, but then she forgets the second time while she's when they're knocked out on the wall trying to get up the laundry chute. But, like, that was their go-to song was hilarious, I thought. It's a good choice. <laughs> it's a good choice. Who doesn't love Battle Hymn of the Republic? I just the thought it was still, like... Is it's he gonna have that much trouble? <laughs> it's a finger. Yeah. Also, did anybody notice that Louise and uh, was his name Victor, Vic, right? Vic, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they banged down in the basement around everybody else. They, they were banged. inside. They were inside that shower curtain thing at one point. That's where they were sleeping. And Louise like had like no shirt on. And oh, they both right. they both their hair was I, all messed up I and crazy. That part. I missed and, that. And, and it was when they were playing uh, Tom Jones in the morning, and they're like, oh, "It's our song." And her hair was all messed up. And they because they had the fun night the night before, and they're all they're all up drinking and stuff. They banged while everybody else was just hanging out, sleeping in the basement. I, just, man, not, I did not notice that. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, that's couple goals. That's a good goal right there. Just not give a. F- well, that was the thing too. Why were they down there? They were okay because they were worried about like the two-year mark. Is that yeah. what that was it? And like the mom, like worried about the mom leaving because like the kids didn't like respect her because they were like, you know, you're not our mom. And yeah, they were kind of shitty. The little twins, the little crazy twins there, and uh, where he was always like, you know, my kids instead of our kids, and yeah, yeah, it was know. more about her actually. Louise, the one who needed help there. Yeah. yeah, but that was the that was the worry from Matt though that she was gonna leave because it was right, like the, the, 
Right, the two-year mark, and so he wanted her to stick around. I can't imagine why anyone would want to break up with Vic, or is he just such a baller he leaves them? What I don't know how. I that think works. that's what it sounded like. He, he left them. I think so Vic too. Was I honestly he was think funny so as hell. Too. He had a bunch of these... crappy dad jokes, but they were funny as hell. They were fucking crude and gross. Like they weren't even. They, they were, were they? pretty intense, kind of. Yeah. Maybe I only heard like the nice ones. <laughs> I don't remember them being that bad. Um, they, they were it was just vulgar like but it wasn't like no tongue in cheek it's just like oh geez uh do you think that uh do you think that because of grover doing all of this do you think that eventually he grows up to be some sort of murderer no he no. just wanted his parents to get together trapping people in basements setting up making it look all nice like oh you're going on a vacation luring people down there telling uh, others so they bring others into the he basement wanted too. to save his family I think he just become he like... Was, he was also on heroin, and his and sister was on crack. crack. <laughs> and then Dad got upset, and Mom goes, he's joking. Like, calm down. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that eight-year-old is smoking crack. Yeah, Dude, that was another good joking. line. Dude, did you see the way she was dressing? Who? Uh, Stacy. Her, her hat and the glasses his and the sister? red lipstick? Is that what you mean? Yeah. She was definitely on crack. She was definitely yeah. on crack. That's how crackheads oh dress, which might be kind of true. It's like like ten year old crackheads, totally dressed like that. Well, maybe regular crackheads. I don't know about ten year old crackheads. Ten year old crackheads just die. Yeah, that's probably true. But yeah, she was uh, definitely on crack. <laughs> oh, what about this? <laughs> I don't think so. Jennifer <laughs> Jennifer Tilly's character when she first comes in the house, she's into TJ. Before they throw her in the basement, she gives TJ this weird, like, oh, how are you doing kind of look. Before he, and yeah, they, they kind of change mom. it, and she is just, like, all about him at first. Before it's she not being a creepy mom. She's just a MILF, and she's going to bang some 18-year-olds. Eh, questionably 18-year-olds. <laughs> 17 is the age of consent. In Illinois. In, I don't in, know where they were in at. In Ohio. What Ohio. the fuck are we talking about? Let's find out what we're, we're talking, talking about. The about age of consent in Ohio. We're talking about Brooke's mom banging TJ, <laughs> which was probably going to happen. And the next movie is going to be called TJ Gets a BJ. Oh my god! Oh, I almost hit the button. I almost hit the button. <laughs> oh man, she's in luck. The age of consent is sixteen, and he was definitely oh. at least sixteen in Ohio. He was driving that sweet van. They could have done it in the back. He could have worn that uh that uh armor helmet he would have been good to go yeah they could have had the armored helmet <laughs> yeah he could have had the green juice pack on him when he was when he was banging her zapping her a few times oh god she might be into that god she was weird she creeped me out i don't like her <laughs> i almost. I was all about her ball. first i was like oh I she's a babe and i was like ball. oh she's she's what really strange. i almost just aborted this podcast i was gonna hang up <laughs> you were gonna abort the podcast yeah, his fucking impromptu name title he made. This made very disgusting. <laughs> TJ gonna... gets a who? <laughs> what? You were going to terminate this podcast early? How dare the, you? The, the creepiest part about Jennifer Tilly's character for sure was that she dressed in her hair and everything was just like her daughter's. No, right, it, that's the, she that's, what that's what I'm saying. She dressed like... I think it was just the way more she carried her, because that was definitely, like, the style back then. Like, that silly denim dress with, like, the white t-shirt underneath. And she had that little backpack on. But, like, the way she acted was even younger. Like, that was creepy. It's like, what is she doing? 
just screwing up. I guess, yeah. Can you imagine, though, if this scenario happened in real life, if you saw this on the news? That's what I was kind of thinking, because at the end, I'm like, man, they're really overreacting. There's a SWAT team there. The they don't know what's going on. The they firefighters stuck were there. The see news was there. How did the news find out? They see a guy on the side of a Who house. They? Stuck. The police. <laughs> police Chief Roscoe or whatever was the only guy that knew what was going on. No, the other two police officers who had radios. Police, yeah, why would you call in the police and they call in for backup and the news shows up? That doesn't make sense. Because the news spreads quick in Defiance, Ohio. <laughs> I guess. All I, all I know is that next time I hear a story about somebody who's locked in a basement, I'm going to be like, somebody was trying to save a family. Yeah, yeah. That, that guy's a hero. Yeah, he's, he cares about them. Um, I bet he made the basement look like Hawaii, too. He I hope them. he did. He it's funny. Them. It's funny too, Pat. Though that you mentioned about the songs being like made up, whatever '90s, whatever. Uh, a lot when, of them, yeah. when they were eat, about to have dinner and stuff, and they were dancing and whatnot, they there was like a fake Dave Matthews Band song. Yes, it sounded. Yeah, it sounded like the song uh, "Chances" or whatever. Take these chances. That was like. It that's sounded just like it, but it, like, it, but it wasn't. I started first examining songs because I was like, is this an actual band? And I think it was a song before that. And it was like a fake Hootie and the Blowfish song. But yes, th- there was a lot of like, they tried to emulate a lot of actual songs. And that was strange to me. But there are like one or two actual hits in there. I don't know about hits, but they were actually like songs that were on the radio. And not just in this movie. Um. Also, how did the parents think to turn off the power so late into their time being down there because they're too busy being upset i mean thinking yeah. about being because their kids locked them in a basement for real though how imagine if you locked your parents in the basement how actually fucking mad would they be they would be way more furious <laughs> Than these actual yeah, I mean, are. if they were on the verge of divorce, like, you know what? Imagine. Just just throw caution to the wind. See what happens. It can't I get any guess. worse than them just being divorced. But like, re- actual in real life, parents would fucking flip their lids. It would have been well. So most of them ridiculous. were pretty upset, but then they all ended up, you know, turning uh, turning their uh, their attitudes around about yeah. certain things. Though It'll I still work. think. Uh, Shooter McGavin over there, Donnie, Krupp good old Donald Krupp. Thing. He was still angry, very he was angry. Thing. Yeah, he, was he just got out muscled because his wife got a backbone and basically put him in his place. Which is yeah, shoved cake happen. in his face. That was great. And she also went just back to school, got her law degree, and they had a co a co like you know, partner branch. I like and how so they broke he, up, but they still had the yeah. the partnership together. That's yeah. good for TJ. You know, because he just wanted his mom to stop being. <laughs> He just wanted his mom not to be treated like shit, which is a yeah. He really gave a shit about his dad. Yeah, he was it's like, okay. Oh, they they, they all went on a Hawaii vacation at the end. Yeah, yeah. Weird. and they all danced. Weird. Yeah, I don't know why, but okay. That got a little racist there with the weird representation of uh, Polynesian people, but I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a representation. <laughs> I think that's just things people do when they go to Hawaii. Dude, Kevin Pollock was definitely wearing some indigenous gear there and doing some sleigh dances. His, his uh. <laughs> His attire was a little questionable. They probably they probably were taught those dances by people from like some sort of resort in Hawaii. That's a possibility, but sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. We'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Um, that fist fight too between Krupp and Grover's dad was kind of intense. It's like 
You're grown men. Why are you throwing fists in the basement? And their their solution to it was to squirt them with squirt guns. Yeah, I thought that was silly too. Oh, yeah, that that'll make them stop. You get your dad. I'll yeah. get mine. Yeah, but crumping. But they they united by picking away at the the concrete block in the window well. Yeah, that I think my, my they really dad came more pissed that. about that than is locking me locking him in the basement. You filled concrete into my window well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would have been that's a, a hell of a project. <laughs> I couldn't believe they got out of there with those blunt objects. I think that would have yeah. taken years regularly. No, probably. Just, just it was the, poorly the sad, poured concrete. And the they put poor pickup just, in there. As far as the movie goes, though, just thinking about relationships that come and go and things that fall apart and just where people's lives take them. Like when you see all the honeymoon stuff, how happy they are, and then you just see them just almost on the verge of divorce. It's like, God damn it. Yeah, Ben Stein was signing those divorce papers. And then fucking Ben Stein gets his stupid ass involved. It's okay. It's okay. Grover, Grover scared him away. He told him that the family was uh, COVID nineteen positive and not to come in the house. That yeah, honestly, happen. I think that I think part didn't happen. I think more people need to be quarantining their parents in their basements right now. He did tell him everybody was sick. He told him the I whole know. house is sick, so don't come in the house. We talking about Pat? That didn't happen. He didn't tell him that they had that though. He just said they were sick and he coughed a lot. Huh. 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 We know where patient zero is. But I'm just saying. And Stein? No, patient zero was a bat in Wuhan. Yeah, named Grover. Yeah, that. yeah don't be eating bats. A Grover bat the bat. And Grover in China. Grover the bat at the wet market. Oh, man. Yeah, Grover. this, this like Grover's wet market. That's where it All was right. at. That sounds like a different kind of film. <laughs> Grover's wet market. What? We're, we're going to talk about that next on the other uh, secret podcast. No secret podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, we're not doing any secret ones. We're doing all real, real ones that are out there for for every for everybody to to listen to. I got a question. I, yes. Why were there rats in the laundry chute? Like, how did they survive? Like, it they was drywalled up on the bottom and the top, but there's rats in the laundry chute only. By the way, the they have the rats house? in their house. What the yeah. fuck is going on? They have rats in their house. They're not yeah, getting checked out. Yeah, they're all concerned about Those the kids making Those were big rats. They were, they were giant fucking rats. <laughs> they need to. Get, they have some pro- other problems going on. Yeah, they got oh, rats with, crawling around in there. And their dad, the dad's an architect. He's not yeah, worried about like, the structure of the house. house. That guy's designing malls and stuff, and yeah, he's really fucking up. He never what fixed his think? house. He's an architect that designs malls. He can't afford to hire someone to finish the basement. I think he just is lazy. He didn't care. No, he I lost the will. Lazy. He lost the will to live. That might have been it. He's going to work all day. He's looking at. He's building malls. He sees capitalism ruining America, and he's like, "What's the point?" What's the yeah. point? What's well, the- uh, I can tell you, there's some other people that didn't that thought, "What's the point?" Too, because there's somebody on IMDb that said, "Worst movie I have ever seen." I wrote this, that just now. This has to be the <laughs> worst movie I have ever seen. The plot sucked. No kid would ever do this. It wasn't funny. The joke sucked. I couldn't believe that anyone would ever have thought up this movie. The acting was just terrible. The only bright spot was Jennifer Love Hewitt. She could act much in this movie either. I give this movie one star out of ten and two thumbs down. I don't. Two I repeat, down. I don't recommend it. <laughs> I mean, all that's, those... There's only points. one one-star review, and that's the one. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if those points ever hit. The acting wasn't bad. It wasn't like, oh, it 
stood out or anything, but it wasn't bad. Nobody's performance was like, blah. You well, know? It's a fine film. But then you get, I, you, there's there's yeah. multiple ends of the spectrum. You have this person, this other person, this gave it a ten out of ten. Their review is titled "House Arrest." <laughs> House Arrest is one of the is one of the only movies I can remember from when I was younger. The thing that stands out most is in in my mind is the songs. It really <laughs> complemented the story, which was very funny and thoughtful, and made the whole experience worthwhile. The main character Grover is a picturesque hero, always trying so hard to do what he thinks is right and not always successful. Grover's parents and little sister are people that I think a majority of us viewers can relate to. Every family has problems, and the way that those problems are addressed in this movie is unique and memorable. All the quirky characters make really make this movie a delightful experience. I would recommend it to anyone. It's a good, wholesome time. I mean, I don't know. I'm concerned that this is one of the only movies that they can remember from when they were younger. Yeah, what, what is that? That was a strange statement. Like that was kind of like head? a cry for help. Yeah. Didn't it seem like that sentence was like, "This is the only movie." It wasn't like, was it monotone or anything or like Maybe on a level. This is the only movie they ever rented when they were a kid. I don't know. I don't know. They, they had very, very infrequent visit, uh, visits to the video store. At least uh, it was a decent one. I also like this person who loved the the actor who played TJ so much. Uh, this movie is really an excellent feel-good comedy. Brooke's mother's is funny when she tries to act like a 12-year-old, but overall, performances there are very go. funny. I like TJ best because I liked his character, and the actor is very sexy. Okay. <laughs> Good. Good. <laughs> Good. Well, uh, I'm glad glad we all thoroughly enjoyed our, our quarantine movie. There's a it's a good quarantine movie there. They're you know they're I mean, quarantine. I'm just saying, I think people need to actually lock their parents in their basements right now. Yeah, that's the life. thing. Yeah, but the, they need their parents to like get them food. So if they if they need to get food, it's going to be a struggle there. If they're food. No, they were on top of it. They went grocery shopping. Yeah, you drill holes in your living room and just feed your parents to the floor. Yeah, I drop them food to the floor. No, I meant like the, how are the the kids the kids need food. Yeah, no, but mean, they like went grocery shopping. They were fine. It was the people '90s, dude. They only 30s. had cash. People yeah. who are in their 30s and 40s need. Nick's talking about now. Nick's talking about oh, now. Food. Yeah, now would be rough. <laughs> yeah. Bear you know what? Maybe 80 year old parents. My parents are basement. in their 60s. Maybe I'll lock them in the basement. That's It'll what. Be good that's what I'm saying. Dude, your basement. Your basement has some cool stuff. At if least guys, it used to. So now there's some stuff down there. If you guys as long see as they the have a toilet recently, there is do. a toilet down there and lots of toilet. <laughs> there's paper, a urinal, so that might be complicated. <laughs> but uh, they can just squish it through the holes. They'll be all right. So yeah, okay. Um, after this podcast, I'm locking my parents in the basement, guys. All right, good job. Me and look it back together. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> well, uh, next week on the podcast, uh, we're, not, we're, we're not doing uh, yet another quarantine movie. At least I don't think it is. Uh, but uh, it's a movie I found while just scrolling through the through the, the trenches here on Amazon Prime. Uh, I was going through my list of movies I have saved. Lots of lots of uh, real winners, lots of real bangers. But then I found this one, and I and I was like, how can we? How can we? shy away from a movie with a title such as 
Project Metal Beast. Mm, that doesn't sound good. No, it's not going to be good. Doesn't sound good at Project all. Project Metal Beast. They wanted a soldier as hard as steel. They created a creature that could not be destroyed. Mm, and and the and the and the font that they use for Metal Beast is the Metal Gear Solid font. Uh, how it is? How dare they? <laughs> the metal part is for sure. But I don't know anything else about this movie other than that tagline. Other than Project Metal Beast. This one German poster looks super cool. Well, you know just more than that. Posters. I'm just you, looking at the IMDb. You know more than I do, then, because all I know is Project Metal Beast. All right, it's no spoilers. Probably gonna be. It's probably gonna be sick. I In just... 1995. Oh. Well, yeah, I just got a little bit of a description, and that was enough. Ugh. I'm looking at. I'm looking at uh, clips. Screenshots. It does not look good. It's not promising. Oh, Kane Hodder's in it. Barry Bostwick. There you go. All all Barry solid, B. solid uh, individuals there. I mean, what the fuck, man? <laughs> Barry B. Is looking like uh, the most interesting man in the world right now. His most current pictures. Well, uh, I'm excited for Project Metal Beast. It's a it's a super. It's a very metal. Are you honestly excited, you liar. No. I am. Tell... The poster looks amazing. Project <laughs> Metal Beast. This so is what... the guide to your excitement. One on poster looks one amazing. The rest does not look Beast. promising. It's gonna be it's gonna be our new favorite movie of all time. <laughs> I'm just not gonna watch it and you can talk about it to me. <laughs> How's that sound? I put myself yeah. through fucking house arrest. I feel like you're gonna miss out on a lot. You're gonna feel really feel bad that you watched House Arrest and didn't watch Project Metal Beast. I think I'll get over it very quickly. I have a suggestion since since this seems to be like a show where Corey tortures Nick into watching horrible movies. We should just turn this into a Deep Space Nine podcast. And then, and then and then Nick can finish Deep Space Nine finally. No, I am finishing it. He's I mean, already watching it. Yeah, it's going on. I know. That's, what, but, that's all I'm watching. That's okay, that's all good. I do. All right. When I watch TV, it's what I do. I'll take the day break to watch a Picard episode. Oh, there you go. Oh, I got to catch up on that. You should, take a, you should take a day break and just watch the, the, all of Tiger King. I don't know. And, and, and you should also watch the uh, Dark Side of the Ring Chris Benoit story. Uh, I don't but then it might just make you feel really, really bad about yourself. Yeah. Times are dark enough already. Do we need to watch that? Well, I did for two hours. So, yeah. oh, and I did, I did watch almost two hours of House Arrest, and like it's a fine movie, but I'm, I'm not the demographic for this film anymore. Because <laughs> I'm just like, what am I watching? This is two hours of my life that I have used now. In a global pandemic, this is what I did. It could have been I'm worse. It could have been pleased. worse. I'm not pleased about it. <laughs> I thought this was gonna be. I thought this movie was gonna be way worse. To be honest, I thought oh, I was gonna fine. be struggling all, the entire time. All the little character moments and little stories happened. They all worked out. Oh, it's a quirky montage where we're making dinner. I'm just like, all right, this is fun. It's a nice <laughs> well, distraction. As well, the world well we're, we're making up for it next week in full oh, with God. Project Metal Beast. I have no doubt that this will be a fantastic. Uh, you know, action-packed thrill ride. Yeah, hold it to it. <laughs> oh, 
man. I'm looking at some pictures here. Don't look at any pictures. You're going to ruin for all of us. This is just promotion that they were already putting out. So, yeah, next week on the podcast, we're going to watch Project Metal Beast. I'm Corey. I am Nick. That's Nick. And sometimes friend of the show. Pat. Pat is with us. Come back next week for more of the best of the worst. It's the best of the worst. Be moved.